Welcome to Pundit Podcast Behind the Counter. I'm Peko, Chief Ecosystem Officer of Pundit, also your host today. Here we will talk about behind the scenes story when we are pushing crypto adoption around the world, and some insightful information about our technology, FunctionX, and we will invite the industry leaders to share their observations. Crypto and blockchain technology has been involved very quickly beyond our imagination. The global adoption has attracted regulators' attention from ICO, payment, and remittance services, decentralized finance, and more. Our very first guest is the chief legal counsel of Pundias and president of FunctionX, David Bankay. David is a familiar face to many. He had held the position of general counsel with Microsoft China and founding member of Ethereum Foundation. His expertise in international intellectual properties and investment law has been critical to the development of Pundias and FunctionX. Welcome, David. Hi, Peko. I'm honored to be your first guest. Very, very welcome. It's our honor to have you here. In this episode, I want to talk about something that we are very interested in: regulations. So recently, we saw the statement from ECB Chief、uh, Christina、uh, Lagarde and U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen about their views on cryptocurrency. They have emphasized that the use of legitimate activities and global regulations. As an experienced legal expert, you've seen this coming before and prepared Pundias for this. How do you inter interpretate this situation, and why regulator cares so much about it? Right. Well, I see this as both a good thing and a bad thing. And so the the good thing is that、uh, cryptocurrency is now getting the recognition that it deserves. So it's recognized,、uh, you know, universally that cryptocurrency is playing a role、uh, in terms of our financial markets,、uh, in terms of the way governments are thinking about things. So that's a very positive thing. On the negative side, there's always been a problem in terms of wanting to put a square peg in a round hole, and what I mean by that is、uh, regulators are comfortable with what they already know, and when something new is introduced, they try to put it into a a, a format or an existing mold that may not be appropriate.、Mm-hmm. So. For example, even at this point, there's not a、uh, a universal idea of what kind of asset cryptocurrency is. So different jurisdictions deal with it differently.、Mm. Is it a is it property?、Uh, is it a commodity?、Uh, is it you know a stored value? So there's a lot of a lot of 
uh, uncertainty or disagreement about what kind of asset it is. And so because of that, when you want to try to regulate it, then you're confronted with a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we uh, the regulators, uh, of course, I think, and they've got a, a number of competing interests. So regulators want to protect consumers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they want to be able to have, uh, uh, you know, regulations in, in place that will be able to be consumer protective. They also want to uh, protect the stability of markets. So if they see something that could be introduced that would destabilize uh, a market, they want to be able to, to address that. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing kind of a, uh, a little bit of a piecemeal uh, approach to, to how we want to regulate or how the governments want to regulate uh, cryptocurrencies. And so it's a, what, what makes it a paradox is that cryptocurrencies started off with the basic principle of being decentralized and being an alternative. So being outside of the institutionalized, uh, you know, functions of central governments, of central banks, of all of these things. And so there was an opportunity a number of years ago for the, uh, the crypto world to self-regulate. If they had been able to self-regulate and therefore avoid scams from happening, avoid uh, irregularities, there may have been a, an opportunity to kind of stay under the radar of regulators. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. It's just not in the, you know, it's not in the DNA of, uh, of certainly the, that first generation of, of crypto folks. And so we are, we are where we are. And so, uh, you know, governments are taking this approach that, okay, this is something we recognize that it is uh, a stored value. Mm -hmm. We see that markets are responding to it as though it has value. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we've got to regulate it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's coming. I mean, I think right now, you know, as uh, we've seen, I think the pandemic kind of accelerates the development in all of these areas because the pandemic does a couple of things number one the pandemic because of the uh the the responses of government to the pandemic there's been a uh you know an inflow of fiat into the into the regular markets mm-hmm. so you know the united states releases literally trillions of dollars uh to try to you know bring back their economy Right. But so the, the, the but the value of fiat then when that's done has to necessarily go down or become unstable. And so cryptocurrency, uh, I think, for a lot of people becomes like what gold used to be. Mm. It's it's that standby store of value, because to put all of your all of your wealth into fiat at this point is is dangerous Mm -hmm. but so you know do you put it into crypto do you put it into gold do you put it into the equities market all of those things and i think what people are doing and i think what you're seeing even uh you know big investment uh firms doing Mm -hmm. is to include cryptocurrency as part of a larger portfolio 
mm-hmm. that kind of hedges their bets against all these things. Right, and not only the investment firm, and we also see some corporation that purchase uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency um, as their um, company assets. So, what do you think about it? Um, Where more and more company will be able, will be considering to have that in their um, company assets or portfolio to be right. a and sort so of a. I think that I, I think a a rational investor, and that would include what companies do with their assets, mm-hmm. is going to in, include cryptocurrency. Uh, as as part of that basket of assets that they hold, because they see that it has value, and they see, I think, again, particularly now, when fiat uh, is becoming more, uh, I don't know, uncertain, uh, that there's you know a, a search for those assets where you can put uh, your your wealth. Mm. So, uh, in terms of the uh, um, finance uh, regulation or or accounting reporting, I believe there will be a lot of uh, um, um, rules for uh, people, accountant to follow, and that would make cryptocurrency to the mainstream. Right, and so I think that you're going to find. I think that what we're seeing in uh, what we broadly call DeFi, mm-hmm. I think I think that is the reaction mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, because because it is becoming more mainstream, mm-hmm. um, and so those you know those companies that deal in cryptocurrency are becoming regulated more and more like banks, mm-hmm. because that's that existing round hole. That regulators are trying to put the square peg of cryptocurrency in, and you'll see more and more that uh, exchanges. And so, exchanges, I think, are kind of an interesting example. I mean, after all, the you know foundational principle of cryptocurrency is decentralization. Right. So it is it is uh, paradoxical for it to be traded on centralized exchanges. Where you have one entity that is acting as the, uh, the the gatekeeper for for cryptocurrencies to be traded. Mm. So what what we're seeing in the development of decentralized exchanges and also you know decentralized financing is a reaction to that. Is going back to sort of the uh, you know one of the fundamental principles uh, of of the blockchain, which is this you know that it's decentralized, that there is no single uh, you know uh, entity that is in control. Mm. Right. So for uh, decentralized uh, movement, uh, we see uh, there's there's a lot of happening um, in two thousand twenty that decentralized. A platform attracts a lot of uh, crypto owners' attention, and then also the participation. And regarding to the regulation part, we also see the government and or the financial institutions looking at this uh, area. But since this is decentralized, it's kind of hard to regulate, right? I mean, I, I think it's that. At this particular point, mm. uh, I think it's impossible mm. to regulate, mm. and so you know, there's there's always this kind of cat and mouse game between uh, regulators 
and technology in general. And every time that the regulators start catching up with whatever the current technology was X amount of time ago, months or years ago, then the people who are in the technology side leap ahead. They want to keep ahead of that. And so decentralized, uh, you know, uh, decentralized exchanges, uh, you know, exchanges where a individual holds the private key, uh, decentralized finance, where it's really sort of a, a, a peer-to-peer operation or completely, you know, controlled by code, um, and where there is no centralized force. There may be a community that is behind the coding that goes on, but there's not a single entity that's behind it. Mm-hmm. And so to, to want to regulate that is what we, you know, proverbially call trying to herd cats. Like there's, you know, regulators may want to do it. And so the question is, at what level can they possibly do it? Um, and so I think, you know, I think this, this kind of approach is why, why are governments themselves very interested in going into the, you know, digital currency market? Um, because if, if they're in control, if a, a sovereign is in control of the currency, mm-hmm. then then they can uh, you know then they can track all transactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can track uh, you know what people's incomes are, what people's you know outgoings are. They can you know determine uh, when tax is due and to take that tax. Mm-hmm. So governments have been you know going in in that direction, and that too is. I think kind of a, uh, a a double-edged sword. Like it's really great to see governments that are you know trying to uh, you know catch the the technology wave and are doing that. But I think that there's a a negative aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think they're doing it at this time uh, because with with the pandemic, people are getting uh, accustomed to the idea of government taking a greater interest in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. People know, okay, for, for health reasons, I understand that the government may have to track my movements mm-hmm. so that it's able to tell me if I've been in close contact with somebody who is COVID positive. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we get used to that. We get used to, you know, uh, flashing our QR codes uh, before entering a store or all of these things. So we kind of start lowering our uh, privacy expectations. And so if, if I were a government, I would go, this is a prime time to do this mm-hmm. because the citizenry kind of has to trust us at this point. Mm-hmm. Citizens have to trust us because they know we are acting in their best health interests. Right. And so if, if we at this particular time introduce a, uh, a digital currency, number one, that has the, uh, it sounds good because it's saying, okay, we've been wanting to move away from a, we've been wanting to move toward a cashless society. Mm. You know, handling paper money is not sanitary. 
So, you know, there's a there's a good excuse, if you will, mm -hmm. for really, you know, for really for introducing a, uh, a government's own digital currency. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it allows, you know, for a lot more control. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I think it's a completely separate uh, issue from where the technical world is going in terms of decentralization and DeFi. So governments governments aren't going to get into that. They can't. It 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 it, it nullifies the reason behind having a central government mm -hmm. or behind having an SEC. Uh, so 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 they can't get into that area. And mm -hmm. and their challenge is going to be. So how do we how do we control that? How can we regulate that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you said, the regulator always come from a protection. Um, angle, and however, the decentralized uh, movement is coming from the grassroots, and it's difficult to uh, be controlled. So these are like a pulling, like a different uh, strength, and how how do people balance uh, between it, and I think for for now there are a lot of uh, focus. On how this decentralized movement to grow, and we have seen Wall Street bet to gather uh, the people from uh, different shareholders and to kind of like um, against the Wall Street um, investors, uh, the professional investor, and uh, we see the movement from decentralized. Um, finance is being moving forward, um, fueled by the uh, pandemic um, move, uh, issues. So, in your view, um, also for for Pundies and and FunctionX, uh, we are also uh, developing a decentralized um, technology platform. So, what do you see? Um, FunctionX um, technology benefits PundiX. Right. So I think the the real benefit uh, is in carrying on a certain core ethos that we had at Pundi PundiX, and so that was you know to allow cryptocurrency to be able to be accessed and used by everyone. And you know that's that's really what has uh, excited our community and driven our community, and so I think we're taking that same thinking about giving people, empowering people, and taking that up a whole lot to the blockchain. So what Function X is, from my perspective, it's creating a whole ecosystem where everyone is going to be able to have access. To blockchain technology, so you know, as you know, in our testnet three, we've enabled people to do cross-chain transactions. They are able, without any kind of coding background, they're able to set up a uh, you know their own blockchain um, and and develop it and you know establish their own tokens and uh, and all of these things. So I think you know for uh, I I think the Analogy, and maybe it's a generational thing, and so maybe only somebody my age can kind of appreciate it. But you know, when 
when web development was first starting in, you know, like the late 80s and the 90s, you had to go to a developer mm-hmm. in order to in order to develop a web page. Right. There's no way that you could do it without a, uh, you know, programming and coding experience. Yeah, HTML and that, that, coding uh, skills that would right. be required. You need to write that uh, HTML coding. Right. And so, as you see, you know, that evolved over time, uh, you know, where people were able to just, you know, click and click and create a web page on their own. So there's been that interface. It's still the same uh, sort of technical complexity behind uh, that's going on, but it's made it more accessible to everyone. So you can go on any one of these, whether it's Wix or one of these other, uh, you know, platforms, and within, you know, literally minutes, create your own uh, web page. And so what FunctionX is doing is bringing that level of, uh, of simplicity, if you will, to the blockchain, so that we will be able to give people that ability uh, to, you know, to, to, to really get into this on their own terms um and and uh and so i think that's you know i mean i think that's incredibly exciting Mm -hmm. it's it's and it's really it's really cutting edge Mm -hmm. because a lot of these so you know i mean i've played with it i played with uh you know DeFi uh uh uh, platforms and things and it's 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 interesting but it's not intuitive Mm -hmm. by any means Mm -hmm. you know i i've had to watch hours of YouTube explanations, uh, you know, Zach held my hand going through to do a, uh, you know, a, a swap on one of these platforms. And it was, it was, again, interesting and something that I wanted to get into, but not something that was really accessible. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think where we're moving with Function X is to make these things accessible and, and actually fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's very important for adoption when you make it very easy and then the adoption just come along. So I guess this is the, uh, also uh, similar of what we have done for uh, PlanDS to make a cryptocurrency accessible um, for the people. And now this part is going to be regulated and uh, and for the blockchain side, the technology is still evolving and we want more people to participate in an easy way. So um, this is very exciting. I agree. I agree. So thank you, David, for joining us today for our first episode. And we have more to talk about, about our FunctionX development and roadmap. And thank you, David. Thank you, Peko. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. Leave a comment or feedback to us if you like. See you next episode.